0: This is a shock podcast. Shock. Welcome to Workaround Podcast. This is me, Fong, your host. This is a channel for inclusive conversations to navigate and work around your world of work. In the next few episodes, I have some HR professionals to join me in the studio. Let's find out more. Hello, welcome to the new episode of Workaround Podcast, this is Fong. In today's episode, it's about learning. I'm naming this week's episode as Too Good to Grow because we are all on the journey of continuous learning and development almost every day. We want to invest in ourselves by growing our skills, advancing our careers, making a meaningful contributions to our organisation or society. Now, some fun facts to share. According to twenty twenty three Malaysians uh, HRD survey, HRD stands for Human Resource Development survey. Malaysians organisations are expected to increase their LND budget by average of six point two percent in year twenty twenty three, compared to just average of five point eight percent in twenty twenty two. What does it mean? It tells that Malaysians LND landscape is showing signs for healthy growth. The companies are recognising the value of LND in driving the business success and also committed in developing the skills and knowledge of their employees. Now I see the opportunities for all of us hence today I have another HR professional with vast experience in learning and development and talent management to join me in the studio. Welcome to my show SK.
1: Hi Mifong. Absolutely wonderful to be here. I've not done serious work on a Sunday for a long time, but this looks fun from the word go, so I'm going to look forward to it.
0: We are still working on Sunday, but it's okay. Uh, Let's have some fun here, SK. Now, to the benefits of uh, listeners out there, tell us more about your current role and your specialisation and how fun your job is, especially on this Sunday. (laughs)
1: Okay, so uh, the best way to know me is at the heart of the matter. I'm an educator, so started off in the academia. By accident, kind of went into the world of corporate, but I'm still educator at heart. Uh, and what I do is, I bring my passion and my excitement to the world of corporate, in the space of learning and development slash talent management slash leadership development. Anything to do with helping others grow in in our organisation. So, that's about much I would describe myself.
0: Interesting introduction. (laughs) But how did you land in this role, in this teaching and learning role? Is it by design or by accident?
1: You know, Indians, right? Indian parents, you know what the children want to do? Three things, right? Either be a lawyer, engineer, doctor. Anything other than that, you're a failure, and I'm absolutely a failure, right? I didn't end any one of that. I chose I chose to be in the academia. So the interesting story is that uh, after teaching in high school, you know, I got a job in University Kebangsaan Malaysia uh, in 1995, if I remember correctly. And those days, they used to have this thing called Pendidikan Jarak Jauh.
0: Oh, okay. Right? long distance. S- exactly, uh, sounds Sound, right?
1: sounds very high tech, right? Yeah, so sh- what <laughs> what high tech means those days is that we as lecturers will print our books and notes, put it into boxes, check in in the flight, and then we'll end up in Alusta and run classes there.
0: You hunter yourself there. Yes, right? <laughs> we, we go
1: with the we go with the book. So we'll spend the weekend in Alusta teach working adults, uh. Uh, and then we'll come back on Monday, continue with our teaching in the campus, and then we'll do that the following weekend in another city. So, what happened was Pendidikan Jarak Jauh in those days were designed for working adults. Uh, Folks, Malaysians are already working, but they do not have a paper qualification. And that was my first introduction to working adults. Before that, it was students, right? And talking to them and getting to know them and understanding their challenges... After a number of years being in the academia, I then decided, you know what? Training and development. That's the first time I actually heard the word mm. in the corporate world. Training and development seems like a skill set that I can switch from teaching. I can take the same skill set and work in the world of corporate. A better pay also, of course, right? Yes. So, that's it. Bye-bye, academia. And I've been in corporate world since then.
0: Oh, <laughs> But given a chance, will you go back to university again?
1: My retirement plan, that's it. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, once my corporate years are over... I want to go back to the academia and kind of start teaching again and probably slowly and my days in writing and researching enjoy the energy of a campus life. I miss that actually. Oh, mm. cool!
0: Talking about your, you know, Indian culture. I think this is Asian <laughs> culture anyway. Engineer, uh, doctors lawyer, and lawyer. Yeah. Right? But I'm sure you have uh, lawyer students and maybe the students from a medic world as well, right? We had. We Here had. You go. See, we had other teachers. We had.
1: So we had uh, <laughs> things like general studies um, and English language proficiency, yes. English for legal, English for medical, and, and we met all these uh, yes, all these folks, right? Yep. So that really. Gave Gave me the confidence, you know what, there's a market out there Mm -hmm. for those who have the passion for being in front of a group of people and taking them on a journey of discovery. And again, you know you have a bit of a gift of the gap, right? So, I thought I'll do well. So
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you're doing to, yeah. well. That's My one. parents
1: still not very proud of me, but <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, let's go back to the learning. When we learn, we, we know that uh, there are different learning styles, mm. right? Our senses, mm. be it visual, auditory mm. or touch, right? Mm. Now, from your observation, mm. what's the dominant learning styles among our younger workforce today mm. compared when you first started teaching?
1: Okay, I think as humans, it's not that we are biologically changed over the last 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. right? We're still the same. It's just that now there are technologies and opportunities yep. and delivery channels that has expanded. So if today, we look at a younger generation, they probably enjoy short videos. Ah. They would enjoy podcasts, yep. which podcasts and auditory, mm-hmm. video would be visual. Mm-hmm. And, and today there are things like uh, simulations that mm-hmm. you can actually run simulation on a computer screen, mm-hmm. which becomes kinesthetic. I'm quite sure If this technology And opportunities Were available 10-20 years ago People would have Enjoyed that So what I'm trying To say is that I think different learning style has always been there. Mm-hmm. But today's technology has been able to bring that into reality. Mm. I remember this is really going to show my age. Uh, having a VCR videotape is considered the teacher is up there lah. <laughs> modern la, you know? So taking the kids from the classroom to another room oh. called Bile, Sumba Media or something like that, they call it <laughs> right. So then, yeah, exactly. Put the videotape and then they watch it. it's considered great. Oh. Imagine if those days we have had the opportunity to essentially run simulations or even have have uh, opportunities for them to watch short videos, mm. they would have enjoyed also, right? Yeah. Because humans are have a variety of learning styles. So today, I'm so happy in that sense that because of technology, we can meet the needs of different learners. I remember even in uh, corporate training many years ago, I know certain audiences, they actually do not enjoy too much of that verbal message from mm-hmm. the trainer. Yep. They want to quickly sit down and do some work and stuff like that. But today, with technology, we can create all that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So the different learning styles are still there, mm-hmm. but there are more avenues to to kind of meet that requirement yeah, to at the individual. Customize, yeah. To it's our almost one styles. size fits one kind of correct, thing. Correct, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. How about
0: you? What's your learning style? My younger days, uh-huh. um, I
1: love workshops, I love going for sessions and, and sitting down for two days and all that. Mm. Now, no. I find myself kind of drifting off in long sessions. I enjoy private study. Uh, Sit on my own And read my books And then Deep conversation With select group of people I no longer enjoy That long stretched uh, Sessions and stuff like that Mm. But I think it's also Factor of uh, age And experience And stuff like that Mm -mm. So now That's my learning style
0: I see Okay Now just now we talked about A learning platform Mm. Right Mm. So now compared to years ago Of course we are Really exposed opposed to traditional teaching methods, for example, like teacher-centered, like, I teach you, listen, yeah, yeah. and also the textbook, that type, right? Mm. But you know, the world is evolving so fast mm. and definitely there are many, many platforms available out there mm. for us to discover. Mm. How many types of platform have you discovered and might to share with us?
1: I mean, when it comes to platforms, I think it's like, mm-hmm. whatever that your preference, I think the platform. is But you're are the there. expert,
0: for sure you have Absolutely. A, a, more experience when it comes to this, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, the popular ones, are obviously, Coursera mm-hmm. and uh, LinkedIn Learning. Uh, in my organisations, we have both. YouTube by itself, it's a it's a learning platform, yeah, right? Yeah, indeed. And today, we have something called ChatGPT. Mm. Okay? So, in preparation for today's session, uh, Mifong, right? When you told me that we're going to have this talk, I kind of sat down and asked myself, if a young person comes and asks me, say, SK, new in the workforce, can you advise me what I need to know as I start interacting with my CEO so that I give a good impression to my CEO? Mm. So I asked that question to myself. I jotted down something. And then I told myself, what would ChatGPT say to the same question? Mm. And this is ChatGPT's answer, number one. And I'm not going to go through the bullet points, just the key one. Number one, understand the CEO's priorities. Number two, professionalism matters. Number three, be prepared and informed. Contribute meaningfully. Initiate positive interactions. Then it gives a short paragraph. It says, Remember, building a relationship with the CEO takes time be patient, stay focused on your work, and show a genuine commitment to the success of the organization. I'm like, I'm out of job. Because that's, that's probably, I won't use the exact words. Honestly, I'm telling you guys. Then I thought, wow, AI and ChatGPT, it's another platform. You know, mm-hmm. you just key in and you get the answers. Mm. <laughs> so if, if you don't want to uh, subscribe to Coursera or LinkedIn <laughs> Learning, use ChatGPT, mm. go in into YouTube videos. And that's your learning resource today. And of course, there are. I mean, there are many more, such as um, EdX, TEDx, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Skillshare, mm-hmm. Plural Site, like so many other platforms. Mm-hmm. Most of it, you need to subscribe. And, and there are also things like massive online courses, right? Yeah. The MITs of the world, the Oxfords of the world, they've, they've parked their courses for free.
0: But of course, I know that L&D, or Learning and Development Investment, is not small amount, no, it's not. right? Mm. And a company invests a lot in L&D and always, always expect a positive ROI mm. in this. La. Mm. Alternatively, if they don't see that kind of a uh, impact... Mm they're going to cut the budget mm. to me it's not unreasonable because from the cost exercise perspective yep. it's okay yep. but as an employee I feel like a bit sayang lah because I want the learning platform this is a benefit given by company as yep. well but as an employee how can we really leverage and make best use of the platform and grab all the opportunities given before being taken away by the management it's mm. mm.
1: a great question so we always go through the cycle the economy is not doing good or we suspect the economy is it's not going to do good. One of the first things organizations perhaps will do is kind of, okay, where can I save some money, right? I look at it as more of a saving rather than just cutting costs. And learning and development, as you say, will probably be one of the first targets. But here's where perhaps today with the available technology and facilities, organizations don't have to fall into that doom loop anymore. There are already supporting organizations, companies out there, that has the software and the backroom support that allows a company to capture knowledge. They are able to capture knowledge in the form of micro learnings, convert it, whether into tags or videos, and keep it in their repertoire. Yeah. So just imagine that you have an engineer in an organization with 20 years of experience. He has so much knowledge that has not been captured yet. Yeah, it's why not we
0: share? I think this is a good idea. Exactly, Sorry. right?
1: And the available technology today. You can actually get him to what we are doing now. You oh. know,
0: are, are you guys doing that in your organization? Not currently, okay.
1: but we are exploring That's with a some good parties. That's yes, well yes, some yes. parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the pri- because it's you know it's not really widespread. The price mm-hmm. is a bit high, but I'm sure like anything, the price will go down. Mm-hmm. And you capture the knowledge of this engineer. Interesting. You keep it, mm-hmm. break it into micro learning, either videos or text mm-hmm. or whatever, and you have this knowledge. Oh. So on the years that you really have to like potong budget mm-hmm. on your learning and development. Mm-hmm. Use this.
0: Precisely. It's the going. I see. That's interesting. It's a knowledge management. Exactly.
1: And if I'm the 20 years experienced engineer, I feel proud Uh because I'm leaving something behind for the company. Oh, your legacy. Exactly.
0: Wow. I never thought of that. I think this is another, the platform that can make best use of the skills and knowledge of the SAP employees. Absolutely.
1: Because the other mindset, I guess, organization to change is that learning and development is not always external focused. Mm. That internally there's so much learning that can be derived and recycled and circulated within the organizations. I mean, get all of my colleagues who pass by in the morning with a cup of coffee. For me, it's uh 20 years experience 15 years experience Oh my god How expensive with the guy's head <laughs> Grab How them, expensive with the lady's head Because there's So much knowledge there <laughs> yes, Right wow. So that's learning If you capture it It becomes learning
0: Oh this is another form Of a talent hunting as well exactly. Okay the skills hunting right? Exactly But would that be a threat To the external training Provider out there <laughs>
1: It <laughs> pushes them to the next level. Okay. It pushes them to bring things that are truly cutting edge, truly new and mm. not saying things that you know people already know. It pushes them better. Like I said, right? Now I need to get better answers than Chat GPT, right? Because my answer will be exactly what ChatGPT has just said. Mm. So training providers now had to go, you know, and come with something really something really that's good not stuff. available in Chat GPT. Exactly.
0: But SK I still have concern and doubt though. Mm. Um, if everyone type in the same question, mm. ChatGPT will be giving you the same answer. Mm. And where is innovation?
1: Ah, so I started off by saying that I'm going to be you know replaced by ChatGPT, mm. but there's one area that ChatGPT or general artificial intelligence for now they can't do,
0: and we that's to
1: give context, context. experiences, mm. right? So ChatGPT can come with this what uh, 12 points how to interact with CEO, but as of now you cannot say. In my experience, when I was a young employee in XYZ organizations, at this one time, I had a very tough conversation with my CEO. ChatGPT can't do that now. Only humans can do that. Mm. So the leverage that we still have is to bring human context, to bring experience and to bring insights Mm. into what we tell others.
0: Yeah, I fully agree with that. Because to me, if everything also from ChatGPT... We're all like A robot as well You know now, I'm not against ChatGPT Because mm. this is the, the current trend Right now mm. But I always want to see That the context As you mm. mentioned And also experience And customize it We just can't Copy bulat bulat You know Because we have Our own experience We have our exactly. context Right exactly. So it's a good guide mm. To me But I would expect more I expect more innovations um, mm. In an individual itself. Correct. Thanks for sharing this no Now we, we talk about Learning culture Is a big word To me In the corporate world Or even you know society yourself, mm-hmm. what are the characteristics of learning culture let's say from malaysian's context right what is missing mm. among our malaysian mm. talent i think
1: culturally i think as a nation we have forgotten that there are actually two aspects to learning and development one what i would call as the learning zone and the other one is called the performance zone mm. but we are also competitive in a way and we are constantly trying to be the top that knowingly or unknowingly, we are always on performance zone. We're doing and doing and doing, but we're not telling ourselves, you know what, for these two weeks, I'm in learning zone. I don't have to show that I can do the job. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. Mm -mm. I'm learning. Mm -mm. And these two weeks, I will make mistakes. These two weeks, I will look stupid, Mm -mm. which is fine because I'm in learning zone. So every time someone says about uh, developing a learning culture and organization, my answer is very simple. Before you start thinking about the learning culture, See whether your organizations have this idea what is learning zone or what is performance zone. Mm-hmm. As a manager, do you have enough manager who allows your team members to be in the learning zone rather than constantly delivering mm. at that highest expectations? Mm. If that's a culture, you're not going to have a learning zone because people are constantly going to want to be performing and yeah. performing and performing. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take the time to do anything that adds to their learning. So, you've got to balance that. Anybody out there wants to develop a learning culture, mm. then you've got to start by differentiating between, okay, I need to train my people mm. to understand that there are times I'm a learner, there are times I'm a performer. Mm. If I'm a 100% performer, I think the company will do well, but not for long.
0: Yep. Not, not sustainable. Not sustainable. Mm.
1: Because nobody is learning beyond what they need to deliver yep. today. Correct. Right? Correct. So,
0: But I also would like to relate that learning culture, maybe organizations allow us to fail. Failure Mm. is also part of innovation journey, part of the success journey as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we have to accept that, oh, you know, you make mistakes. Mm. So, okay, make sure that this will not be repeated in the next project, etc. We learn. And then we raise about, okay, this one, we know that, we acknowledge that Mm. and move on. But what is missing in terms of uh, cultivating the learning culture?
1: Um... I think it's the the German philosopher Goethe, right? He said that uh, knowing is not enough, you must also apply, right?
0: Apply. And
1: having a will is not enough, you must also do, Mm. right? I think organizations need to allow people to know and then allow people to apply it and then allow them to have the passion and will to do something that they find exciting. No matter how much you invest in people to send the best training solutions out there, when they come back to your organization and they don't have an opportunity to apply. To
0: apply, yes.
1: It's not going to... It's just a
0: certificate, right? It's just a certificate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They must be able to apply. Mm. And and for me, the solution is very simple. I put the owners of responsibility 100% on the manager's table. Mm. So if I'm sending my team member to a, even a seminar, right, organized by a, some event organizer or consulting firm, two days on something, something, something. For me, is so when she comes back or when he comes back, the next team meeting, I want her to share with the team what the seminar What have about? you
0: learned? Correct. Right, yeah, what do you take,
1: take away? away? And then uh, two months down the road, uh, my boss comes and says, SK, I think we need to set up a team to work on ABC. And then I'll say, oh, yeah, so and so went for the seminar. She's not an expert yet, but she has a grounding. Maybe she should be in, ah, this, in this team. Yes. That's what managers' roles are, right? Correct. So, going back to the quote again, we got to create the opportunity for applying.
0: Applying, right. Mm. So, this come to my next questions here. Just how we talk about the company aspect ROI mm. in your L&D investment, mm-hmm. right? Let's make a shift in our conversation from the employee perspective, mm. right? How to showcase we produce our positive ROI to the training, mm. financially and non-financially. Mm.
1: Um, again, it goes back, don't go for a 3-4 days training and development initiative mm-hmm. in a nice hotel and then come back with and stay quiet. And with the good food. Uh, good I, food. I, I need
0: to add go that, with good food. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, manager asks, how was it? Oh, food was good lah, oh, boss. Yeah. You know? And that's it. And that's it. And you stay quiet. You've got to take it upon yourself that this is an investment from the company. you got to come back and find the opportunity to showcase to your teams or to your managers, there's something new you've brought back there's something new that you have acquired and seek out opportunities for yourself also. Of course, the manager's responsibility. For me, you know, being in leadership development, I always say that everything ends and begins with the manager. Mm. But the individual employee has a role to play also. Definitely. Find opportunity, ask volunteer for things that can help you to sharpen that skills and knowledge that you've gained and showcase it to the organization. Again, remember, ROI from training and development is not always today's ROI. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like a seed that you plant. The ROI comes Mm-mm. months and Mm-mm. years mm. uh, in the future. But you got to start now. Mm. Find your space. Showcase your learning, what you have acquired.
0: Yeah, I agree with the point. Of course, an employee have to play the role to showcase the ROI. But I think from the learning team perspective, right, mm. also need to show to the management that yes, this is not like a uh, rocket science. Okay, mm. today I train, tomorrow jadi expert, all right, right? All right? So I think need to work hand in hand. Certain framework have to be there. So personally, I see that what is missing here is actually the post training part, uh, in terms of framework and strategy, like. What's next for this guy? What is a platform for them to showcase their talent?
1: I think I, I it's such an important point, right? It's like, you know, kita hantar orang training satu hari, dia Ah, uh, okay, mesti <laughs> jadi superstar. <Like laughs> oh Macam right? tu yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I also seen a lot like back then when cloud technology is so hot in Malaysia mm, many years mm. ago. So almost all the engineers with a on-prem background quickly enrolled themselves Correct. in the cloud mm, engineering mm, certifications, mm. but come back. Na, 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 na na apply. Yeah, because sorry, your company is not investing in, in cloud yet. Exactly. So that certificate is just a certificate. It's yeah. eh, quite sad, but mm. I think it's uh, like as you said, lah, the employee is very excited after mm. training Lapas2, there's no platform for them to apply. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay, now, SK, mm. I have these unpopular okay. statements here. they
1: sensitive lah. Uh, mm. lah, okay. But it's
0: uh, debatable. A lot of um, employers still think that. Malaysia is still lack of uh, talent with the right competency and capability. Mm. Hence, we need to import foreign talent. Mm. Now, I have to admit there are nothing to do with foreign talent. I have a lot of uh, expect friends here in Malaysia. In fact, personally, I hired a lot of uh, foreign talent in Malaysia. Mm. Talented, awesome, and yeah. they really, really contribute to the company and to the nation indirectly. Mm. But however, the statement like from certain companies or maybe investors still think that, yeah, we are investing here, but still we need to import. So, but we are lacking of the talent with the right competency and capability. Mm. Your thoughts?
1: Okay, so many layers to peel on this Mm -hmm. question. Perhaps I can start, uh, let's start at a conceptual level, right? I don't think there's ever a time in any country where the country can say, I have it in terms of knowledge and skills among its population. Never. Any country in any state of development or the companies in the country, there'll always be time where they feel that, At this point of time, I need something that I cannot produce quickly internally. I got to go look outside there. That's number one, right? And why I'm saying this is that a lot of people feel that this is a new phenomenon. It's not. We have always relied on foreign talent, mm -hmm. always, whether at the beginning, early stages, it was rubber plantations, we had foreign talent working in our rubber research uh, institutes and whatever not, right? And then we moved to uh, chip manufacturing, we had foreign talents coming and helping Mm -hmm. our country. Mm -hmm. So the point is that there's always a time where we will need talents from other parts of the world. Now, second point is that according to research in many countries, in countries that are far more open for foreign talent immigration than we are. Let me Mm -hmm. emphasize that, right? Mm -hmm. In countries that are open for far more foreign immigration than we are, research shows that the incoming of foreign talent does not take away high-value-adding jobs of the locals. Mm -hmm. In fact, it pushes the value-adding of locals in employment. Mm. That's number two. Number three, I think what is important to know is that I alluded to this earlier, right? I think, I may be wrong here, I think... Foreign talents are needed for areas where, for example, an organisation need that skill set today, and is either very expensive or too long to develop locally. Mm-hmm. Let me invest, bring the talent in, like you said earlier, right? The post-training again, we use the same concept here. Post that foreign talent coming to your organisation, what happens, mm, right? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. What is it being done to ensure that the value of the foreign talent is kind of spread across organisations? Who else is kind of shadowing him or her? Who else is being developed by virtue of this foreign talent being there? I think that's where we need to spend energy on. Mm, mm. With the
0: statement, oh, you know, we do not have a, a talent in Malaysia. Hence, mm. we need to import or mm. maybe transfer from other offices here. Yeah. Uh, which is, I, I, you know, I'm not against mm. it, but to what extent? What kind of capability? Which capability you are talking about? Correct. If you're talking about like as you said, mm. like, expensive, technical, mm. high technical, we are not there. Mm. We have to admit that we are the developing country. Yes. Okay, we have to admit that, yes. right? But I think there are certain capability that is lacking mm. that claimed by them mm. have to be really addressed. For mm. example, to me. I think me, Malaysian's talent is uh, lacking in what? In the drive, mm. in the communications mm. and confidence. Mm. For example, okay, you might not have that certain technical skill set, mm. but have to showcase that hey, we are agile, we are here to learn, we are very open. Mm. This is still lacking. So mm. that's why, you know, entire package is an Alama. We lack a talent. La. During interview, I think that uh, another talent mm. more outstanding, mm. different nationality. Because although we are very hands-on, we can do the job, but it's still lacking. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, as you said, la, we need to peel wish anger. Correct. But to me, based on my personal experience and observations, if we are able to showcase our communications, our drive and confidence, and this is more a soft side of mm. skills la, mm. versus a certain talent. Mm. During interview, uh, they will make us stand uh, they're mm. However... Yeah, something that we cannot afford is actually certain technical skill set. Yep. But having said that also, by hiring foreign talent is not wrong. But to me, succession planning is so important yep. in order to groom and train the Malaysian talent in that capacity and also the certain skill set as well. Mm. So I think it's definitely debatable, but it's really unpopular statement to what extent. But this is a common statement sure. among you know our employers or maybe the the hiring companies mm, as mm, well. Mm. Right, thanks, thanks for your thought. But unless you have this one is my
1: pet peeve. Yeah. Right? It's my pet it's peeve. also
0: my hot button as well. yeah.
1: uh, The other thing I want to add to that is my experience is that many, many, many managers, hiring managers and organisations actually have no clear idea what skill sets they want. Mm. To be honest, mm. right? To be honest. And then someone a bit more colourful and a bit more, you know, better communication skills sits in front and then suddenly realise, ah, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Some managers may be upset with this, but really, I think a lot of hiring managers they don't really have a clear idea what skills I want when I interview someone, mm-hmm. right?
0: Or maybe certain hiring managers also do not have that skill set. Yes. Could be, right? and, and, yeah.
1: they, and they probably cannot see that how, how much value adding that skill set could you, be in that the other person, right? You are right. right? You're yeah. right. You're yeah, that's why
0: I always believe, right, SK, because I'm in talent acquisition. You are in L&D and mm-hmm. talent management. Mm-hmm. Really, really have to work hand in hand. Before we go out to hire, ask ourselves, what kind of skill set we have within organisation. Mm-hmm. This is a potential one. That's why we talk about hypo and etc. Yep. Right? All these have been trained but are they ready? The inner side of us, right, maybe hiring manager, I think I can. But, yeah. because we are facing the KPI and then the pressure expectation from management, yeah. okay, I need an instant noodle. Mm. Okay, he has been trained but not ready yet. So quickly, hire from outside. Mm. So, it's also create that kind of impression set um, yeah, our people Is lack of Capability and competency Every desired. time
1: someone says uh, Not ready yet yeah. I always ask Ready untuk apa ah, Untuk apa eh? When you say Re- Tak ready ni yeah. Ready untuk apa yeah. Are you going to do A 20 million project Coming soon That you think That this person Not ready yet mm-hmm. Or are you talking about Something down 2-3 years
0: yeah, right? ready up, eh? Correct. Yeah, ready. Not for ready what? ready yeah. for what? Yeah? yeah. Oh I like I like that question, ready for what? I Ready for what? Okay. Another this is more on again our Malaysian talent, mm. right? So if you observe there's a multiple platforms and also multiple programs offered to our graduates mm. with the intention to increase the employability among mm. our future leaders. Mm. Yet personally I see the gap. What areas do you see the gap? Okay, for example, we have this group of uh, CV sent by the one training provider.
1: Graduates Graduate yang belum ada kerja. Mm.
0: Of course, we are so happy okay. after three months or 6 months training. Mm. When interview them, you realise that... It's still tak cukup lah. Why? Again, communication, drive and also confidence Mm. as well. Mm. Um, But we also see some really, really special talent that what they do differently is actually after training, they take out some gig projects Mm. while waiting for the job opportunities. Mm. That kind of talent were very outstanding. But minority, majority of them say, okay, I have this three months, six months in, uh, for example, digital digital marketing, Mm. uh, analytics. I got the certificate, lah. But mm. the manager will say that, hey, this is not ready. Other certificate is not enough. Mm. So this is the gap that what I meant, lah. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Why I feel challenged to for this particular question is that maybe I'm just kind of lucky. Mm. I've always had good experience with fresh graduates mm-hmm. in, in my career. I've hired directly a fresh graduate. We have had interns. We have had those days scheme latians to Malaysia and all mm-hmm. that. always said. Good experience with them. Of course, there are one or two that we realized that okay, okay, this person is not up for the task, whatever. Now, but generally, I've had good experience. Mm-hmm. It, it Even recently, uh, last two years, really, really good to young interns. And this is interns, you know, mm-hmm. coming to do part of their projects and all that. Fantastic. But will there be gaps between the expectations of organisations and young talents coming into the workforce, whether they have gone through any uh, bridging programme or not? Mm-hmm. The gaps will always be there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And betul juga, You always say that okay, bila budak-budak ni kat, kat interview, communication, dia ta power mm-hmm. and all that. But maybe I'm getting a bit mellow as I age, la. I also ask myself. Kita nak dia ni nak macam astro ke? Nak pergi nak present ke Atau dia nak duduk buat Excel. Mm-hmm. So kalau the attitude dia okay, mm-hmm. Excel skill is proven, mm-hmm. and then professional, mm-hmm. no datang, you know, tudung mm-hmm. and baju match, you know, mm-hmm. for example, okay lah, mm-hmm. right? Or the guy comes in on time and being professional is okay. Mm-hmm. And then but when he, he or she is speaking, you know, bahasa is a bit too terbalik. For me is it's okay. Mm. Like I said, right? we're not making her into the company's PR professional. Mm-mm. Take them on. Let them see how they develop. But I'm not downplaying what you're saying, mm. right, Then, of course, you and I, we've been in this world for a long time. We also see graduates coming from certain uh, clusters, right? Mm. Who are, by virtue of their social background by virtue of the fact that they could uh, go to certain countries or certain universities, mm-hmm. they come in front of you and they are, wow, this is you Reeves and Brad Pitt in front of me. Now, I cannot use another name okay. <laughs> or, uh, as a comparison. Uh-uh. And then someone else come in front of you and say, oh, who is this guy? Because you're comparing with this, this Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and you Reeves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you see someone else come in front of you and say, oh, okay, communication not bad, persona not good, mm-hmm. not sharp. I think we have to be careful of this as well. So, Long answer to your question, but I think yes, the gaps will always be there. But we need to be a little bit more conscious in terms of uh, what do we want the young graduate for into the organisation. Not everybody needs to be Super. superstar on Super. day one.
0: Mm, yeah. yep. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I definitely have a very, very good experience among our mm. Malaysians, uh, fresh graduate. Mm. But I'm more worried about maturity young. Mm. I mentioned. Still unemployed, but we are giving them a lot of um, training programmes. Yet, the expectation is high mm. for that matters. And yet, they are not able to showcase what they have learned. Uh, Satu lagi is actually... If this must have is really must have, mm. it is good to have, it's just nice to have, you know. Correct. Otherwise, I would expect all the perfect candidates, you know. For example, we also have seen the hiring manager yang hire fresh graduate, but tanya macam-macam like you are qualifying the fresh graduate like uh you are hiring like five are years experience. Yes, you are right. So be fair. So I think that's uh, also create the kind of observation awareness in me and also in educating my team as well. It's like okay, what is good to have and must have. Um, then from there we digest. But generally, I think that the latest batch the candidates I seen na macam tak cukup because the training different types of training. I think they have gone through like. Two, three types of training after graduation. Still, they are not employable. To me, it's more on soft skill side. Right. Maybe I to answer your questions mm. lah. Now, I I have a clearer answers now. Maybe in terms of communications, mm. in terms of their their drive, in terms of their confidence as well. Mm. But I really hope that majority of the talent out there try to kind of uh, learn from other colleagues that already given a chance in the workforce, yep. or while waiting for the job offers, take out the git projects lah the certain project help out in NGOs etc that one is also showcase your capability that's where there's no uh, gap again between talent acquisition and L&D <laughs> yang kata okay <laughs> yang TA always only expect the perfect candidate L&D perspective okay yeah. Mi Fong everybody
1: get, is wha- trainable ah, everybody yes. can be grown Correct. right as long as the attitude is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. okay
0: that's cool yeah. uh, conversation that's why I like the diversity of the conversation mm. in my podcast by inviting different guests because mm. different perspectives yeah. now you mentioned here. What will future Ready Leadership look like mm. in your introduction in Lindy Profile? Mm. Have you found the answers? <laughs>
1: um, no. I haven't found the answer, but I have a kind of a clue to where I'm heading. Mm. So, not totally lost. Actually, that, that question came almost 16 months ago, I think, during the height of the pandemic. But I think we are on to something. We are still developing the thought process and kind of landing on something that I'm hoping that I can infuse back into uh, leadership development in my organizations. So for me is that the leadership of the future, we kind of summarize it to three areas lah, so far. Lah. Uh, for me is that the leaders of the future need to do three things. Number one is they need to stop being non-linear thinkers. Mm-hmm. So the non-linear thinking uh, era is gone. I'll describe a little bit later. Number two, they need to be non-binary. And number three is that they need to be non-reductionist. So wow. let's start with the first one, right? Okay. Non-linear. Mm. Non-linear thinking is, you know, it's almost like uh, I do A, it will result in B. And I do B, it result in C. And mm. C, it will result in D. Mm-hmm. Today, leaders need to start thinking, what can take me from A to D? What can I do not to go through this process but arrive at the same expected result? Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's non-linear. Number two is non-binary. Gone are the days of right and wrong. We're talking yeah. about young people here, mm-hmm. kan? Do you know, five, six years ago, someone told me, there's a young candidate for job interview. Uh, hari Jumat, no? Mm. Da pukul lima lah. Mm. And then the guy keep tengok jam tangan dia, right? So, mm. interview ni era <laughs> kita lah. So, dia marah. Said, are you in rush for something? Mm. And then, he looked straight in the eye and told her, i got to pick up my girlfriend from office at 5.45.
0: That's sweet one. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> and of course, this interviewer, same era as me, he said, what kind of attitude and mm. things they bring to, to the workforce? Is it good? Is it bad? Future ready leaders need mm. to understand is is, is very grey. Mm. <laughs> it's very grey. It's non-binary.
0: But at least he's being honest. Exactly. I'm picking up my girlfriend.
1: That's the whole yeah. point, right? That's the whole point. Because if <laughs> yeah. you jump straight to right or wrong, you will not yeah. think like what you just said before.
0: Uh-uh.
1: This guy is showing some kind of quality. Yep. And he's being honest and he's being open. Authenticity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So non binary. Yeah. Non reductionist. This is the tendency for both leaders and organizations to kind of simplify very complex matters into simple things. Mm. For example, touch your talent, hire mm. from outside. Mm. For example. Mm-hmm. It's a complex issue, uh, yep. but simple solution, right? Mm-hmm. Don't simplify. Mm-hmm. Another one is our organization now heading the way we want. LND is uh, training and development is a solution. Yeah.
0: Build. Be- so you just not buy, then you build exactly. now. Okay. Right.
1: So don't be a reductionist. Things are very complex. Mm. Uh, things are radical uncertainty. So leaders need to be, uh, like I said, non-linear, non-binary, and non-reductionist. Mm. You have to work the brain. You have to think deep you have to see multiple facets of any issue that's the future for leadership so that's what kind of landing on and mm-hmm. I must thank since it's public broadcast I must thank two of my colleagues in my previous organizations because the three of us started on this journey
0: Interesting. we asked mm-hmm. this question
1: what kind of leaders our organisation need for going into mm-hmm. the future so it was actually six, eight months of uh, research okay. including talking to some real cutting-edge thinkers mm-hmm. in leadership development mm-hmm. and we came to this No,
0: oh, mm. and still discovering Continue. still discovering I'm, yeah. I'm continuing uh, yeah.
1: my other two former colleagues they've gone on to other things mm-hmm. I'm still continuing and I'm landing on this as mm-hmm. my framework mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that you know this can be infused into my own organisation in-
0: interesting yeah. this is more of a soft side instead of like okay we talk about technology future mm. future mm. again so I think there's a soft side the, another thing because when I saw this right, what will future ready leadership look like right? Mm. the first thing that pop up in my mind is actually empathy but let me share you one, which is uh, many years ago. Mm. I was caught in a tough conversation between these two leaders. Mm. Both of them are really somebody in the region. And uh, I was still very young <laughs> mm. recruiter back then. So we were talking about, as you said, lah, either build or buy. Okay. Right? So after the interview, three of us sit down, mm. uh, do debrief. So, one of them is actually hiring managers. Right. Okay, I think I'm okay with that but I have concern because this girl looks like a um, job hoppers okay. move on and move job every two years. Mm. But look at her achievement that mm. was a sales position. Mm. Wow, you know, it was really a wow. Then the other stakeholders is very senior guys say that. Guys, Instead of hiring this person with the trend, showing the trend that she will be leaving the company in next one, two years, right. why not? We groom our internal talent. Mm. Then the hiring manager said, no, I want this girl because definitely she can create the impact. Look at her pipeline now. Mm. We definitely can grab it and she's from competitors. Let's weaken the competitors. Okay. For me, right, I enjoy the conversation also a very really tough one. Okay. But both of them are not wrong, you know. One, they want to hire immediately because they want to keep the pipeline coming mm. in and revenue. The other side, I want to train. Another senior guy will say that we want to train and want to groom. But the other side of the hiring manager said, hey, this corporate world is not NGO. We are not even a charitable organization. That's a very lady <laughs> thinking. <laughs> right? that. Yeah. Then I sense the empathy in both sides also, mm. la, right? One is actually we want to groom the person. The other side said, hey, come on, you know, let's be real. Mm. I want this girl because I want to achieve my numbers and I appreciate the talent. Mm. So, end up, hiring manager, of course, he had a final say, la. Mm. he decided to hire that person. Mm. Yes, she brought in the numbers, but she left in two years' time. So that, another senior stakeholder coming. See, I told you so. But during that period, I did not see much action because you know that so-called top talent from competitors, definitely she has her skills and experience, but yet we forgot to have a succession planning. Maybe, you know, mirror another talent to follow her to meet a certain customers and follow up etc. So once she left, her base. What I want to relate that is actually the future ready leadership is actually look beyond what we have today. Correct. Including a certain empathy element. La, tapi yeah. Ta, are we what you say is
1: is, is actually a great example, right? But is
0: that realistic?
1: So the thing was, should we not build or kita not buy dari luar, right? Mm. That's binary thinking mm. in that sense. It's mm. happening. It's binary. Very, it's, it's, very, it's very natural, yeah. right? Actually, the right question should have been at that time. What do we need to do in the organization so are able to sustainably bring in a sales of twenty million every quarter? I'm, I'm just saying uh. that particular role. What should we do in the organization so that this particular role brings in a sustainable sales amount of twenty million per quarter? That is a question to answer. Mm. So it's not build or buy. B- yeah, There's going to be you. so many other things mm. to achieve that result. Mm. So that's what we need to head towards. Mm. Otherwise, our conversation becomes good or bad, mm. right? Buy or bill. Mm. But what is the real problem statement yeah, here? Yeah, right? Problem yeah. statement is sustainable, sales sales growth. Sure. What will it take to achieve that? Yeah. yeah.
0: From that conversation I have mm. also learned a lot. Mm. Because when we talk about learning doesn't mean that we have to like really attend the Formal class nine to oh, five, no, then we'll, no, no, no. every day is learning day, right? Every day Even is, like today exactly. I learned a lot from you also mm. as Kate. And why also? Yeah. Why also? Now, last questions. Yeah. What is the latest skills that you have learned? <laughs> Like this I said, year. let's talk about this year, only.
1: Like I said, yeah. I'm I'm into AI now. Cool. More on the impact it brings to society, to the world of work, mm-hmm. and I'm looking into how it's impacting the way we deliver learning and development, mm-hmm. uh, and how AI capabilities can be built into our learning management platforms. For example, yeah. like I said yeah. earlier, that they can imagine right. Every organization have uh, some kind of internal work system, uh, workday or whatever. Imagine you have a bot that can be programmed to. Just go into the system and cover everything that the IT guys are talking to each other or commenting. And convert it into micro learning, for example. Or one bot goes into the system and continuously scour the entire system for... Uh, say our, our sustainability And responsible business mm. What are they doing out there? What mm. are they planning for? Mm. And they turn it into Powerful learning modules
0: That's really a powerful thing That's a powerful thing wow. So
1: I'm re- into that now I'm reading a lot around that And uh, I'm both excited And in all honesty frightened yep. By the yep. capacity and the capability You have the
0: fear as well In yes. learning yes. While you're learning Yes. Right? Uh, yes. I, same thoughts I also yeah. have the fear um, What will be our future looks like mm. With this uh, emerging of uh, AI mm. But embrace it I think times will come, and uh, yeah, we are ready. Are you? We
1: are. uh, Yes, we are. I think we are. We are. Absolutely. Continue
0: learning so that we can be ready. Yes, even
1: on a Sunday, right? (laughs) So much learning today.
0: Thank you so much. Now that's the end of our conversations. uh, Fortunately and unfortunately. Now I just want to share with our listeners out there. Learning is about looking at things differently. Just like how SK and I, we have a different opinions, different perspectives. But most important is making um our life a little bit better every day. Let's use the learning to make our career better and help our communities, and also be the best that we can be. Right? Thank you so much. And uh, till we meet again in our next episodes, thank you for listening to Workaround Podcast. This is Mifong. If you're hearing this message, you have listened to the entire episode. And for that, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us some comments. Once again, thank you for listening to Workaround Podcast. This is Mifong.